Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Car Ride Conversations. This is the segment of my podcast that essentially takes place in my car. And until the end of the elections here in Canada, it'll be exclusively dedicated to bringing you the different candidates that are currently running for office. My guest today is Juan Vasquez. He is the candidate for the Green Party for the riding of Papineau. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Dude, thanks for coming, man. Honestly, it's good to see you. I see you too. <laughs> for those for those listening or watching, just you know, a little background. We we met in the last provincial election. Mm-hmm. You were running for the Green Party, but provincially, exactly. We both didn't get the result we wanted. <laughs> you got closer though. I, I did get a bit closer, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, gave me the chance to to leave politics and do something you know fun. Uh, and here you are, back at it. I'm back at it, yeah. But this time with the federal. Yes. Uh, before we talk about the, the federal election and everything, let's just go back to the provincial election. Sure. Uh, that was your first time in, in engaging in politics or getting involved like in active politics? Somehow, yes. But I have to be honest, when I was in an elementary school, I ran for president of my school. That was actually the first time I was really pushing to to run for something. Yeah. Um, but like like actual active politics involved with parties. Actual really active politics was really my first time. That was the yeah. first time. Yeah. How, how did it feel? What was that experience for you? Or what was that experience like? For me, it was a, a, a calling because I, I had this kind of like, you know, feeling that I had to do this. Because like I told you, I, I did it in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, well, I've been an activist for, for many years, a climate activist. Mm-hmm. And it was actually during the elections of uh, the United States when Donald Trump took the presidency. Yeah, yeah. I was at the climate change conference in, in, in Morocco. Okay. And they invited me to be part of a press conference on uh, how young people will see, you know, uh, Donald Trump in North America and what yeah. will be the impact on climate change and mm-hmm. environment. So um, that kind of like ignite the, 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 the idea of... Give you the itch. Yeah, the itch of going back to politics and... and and bring a lot of things into action, try to, to, to shift how politics can, can, can make a difference, especially on the environment. But especially not only uh, like politics, how politics can affect change, but also you as an individual, just Absolutely. engaging in politics and communicating with the different people and exchanging. Uh, and, you know, of course, like you saw, I mean, this is your second campaign that you're doing. Not everybody is going to be on your side, right? Yes. And it's fine. It's respectable. But the fact that you're exchanging this information, that you're giving your point of view, and at the same time, you're getting the feedback from other people in knowing and understanding how people feel, how people react uh, and how they engage uh, in politics and, you know, in the ideologies and everything, it, it, I think it, it all contributes to the cause, right? Absolutely. And I think that's uh, one of the main things that I came into politics is really to get closer to people and see, like, on the ground level, where are people looking for, where are people are listening to, where are they against, uh, where are they actually craving to have. And I think that's one of the most, uh, the good sides or the, the, the interest sides for me that, getting closer to people or what mm-hmm. what they need. And especially because I was born, well, I was born, I grew up in, 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 in this area in Bilay. And uh, since I moved to Canada, I've been, you know, I, I lived in this neighborhood. So for me, it's a way to contribute to my, uh, to, to the area where I, I grew up where in Canada. Grew up, yeah. yeah. 
So, so this is sort of like a continuation for you. You you had like a, a few months, uh, maybe six months, seven months of a break, relax a little bit, and then it's as if you're uh, you're continuing. Uh, have, in your mind, is there like a, a difference, or do you feel like you just never stop from one campaign to the next? That's interesting. Um, I think. There's... Well, actually, sorry. First, before yeah. I mean, did you know that you wanted to run federally? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So actually, one of the things that I wanted to be part of the provincial elections uh, is because I wanted to test it out to yeah. see how I feel myself uh, with you know engaging in politics and and how it works. Uh, but aiming to this campaign because I know it was for uh, me like a living leveling up, and yeah, I know yeah. I was going to be. If I, if I got you know nominated uh, in this area to be running against Justin Trudeau and it's something I wanted to honestly to to it was a challenge that I, I wanted to have mm-hmm. so I was consciously preparing to this moment mm-hmm. uh, to happen and at the same time it is a continuation in terms of uh, the message that we want to bring forward uh, when it comes to the Green Green Party of Canada or the Green Party of Quebec, mm-hmm. so you got the addiction basically. You tested out provincially, like yeah, yeah, this is this is this is what I want to do. This is it. Yeah, I was I'm definitely doing yeah. this federally. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely got motivated, and and I, for me, it's actually an honor to to run against our prime minister, whoever it is. Yeah. Whatever they have done, I think that it's a it's an opportunity to to stand up and, and show that, in my personal opinion, to do better. Yeah. In this case, uh, or to do different and uh, to show a different kind of leadership. So, yeah, but regardless who you're running against, right? Absolutely. It's just a privilege to defend, you know, your party's platform, uh, the ideas, and like we said before, you know, just exchanging with people and seeing how that resonates. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, I mean, let's be honest, uh, you know, the, the the green platform doesn't have the same impact in every riding, right? I mean, Absolutely. there's there's sex. Well, of course, Quebec, but we're talking about Canada. Uh, at large, I mean, there's pockets where you know the support is much larger than others, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about the green candidates campaigning in the prairies. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> chances yeah, no. are that they're you know they're so, not going to get much uh, support or much positive feedback, right? Than probably in Quebec or in Vancouver, where we've seen uh, more and more support for the uh, for the green platform. Absolutely. So yeah, there are definitely spots where the Green Party are. are you know, better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But th- this is a funny thing, though, because especially with the NDP since the, uh, since 2011, we've seen kind of a decline, right? Yes. Uh, and, you know, many are suggesting suggesting that they share commonalities in their ideology, in, in the approach towards, you know, uh, more uh, green policies. Uh, and when we see where the NDP was in 2011, where they caused a lot of damage, especially to the Liberal Party and the Bloc Québécois in Quebec, but also to the Green Party uh, across Canada, now it seems as though it's the opposite, right? I mean, they're kind of on the decline. Um, is there a window there for the Green Party to capitalize on this dissent that the NDP is having and try to score some points? Oh, I think definitely. It, and that's why we call it the Green Wave, because... People are becoming more aware of uh, the environmental uh, situation, the climate crisis that we're living in. So people are turning more into that, I will say, frequency of of understanding the the, the, the necessity of action towards uh, having more climate solutions. And the NDP, well, I think they, they it's true. I think we're very close in so many in, in a lot of our policies and everything. And I see them more like as a friend, very close uh, ally. Yeah. Uh, rather than enemy uh, or very opposed to, let's say, 
us with conservatives or yeah. other parties. Um, so yeah, so I think it's a big chance for us to stand up, and I think Elizabeth made it's uh, her um, expertise in. You know, look, I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. I saw that first debate, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of people, you know, for some reason, thought that Jagmeet Singh came out as the winner. I, I honestly, I think Elizabeth May was, for me, in my opinion, very objectively, I think she was the one that impressed me the most. Uh, like, I don't agree with everything with the, with, the, with the Green Party, but in terms of her posture, uh, she knows her stuff really, really well. And she, uh, she stood her ground there. She, I think she did very well in that, uh, in that debate. Well, I mean, she's been uh, also you know, like an activist like me, but for, for many years. And then she came into politics. She was the first uh, you know, Green Party yeah, MP. Uh, MP. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I can see I, I, I saw the debate and I... I saw that she was really knowledgeable about everything she was saying, and uh, and the fact that she's a woman, I think I like that brings a, a different energy to yeah. to 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 the debate. And um, although yes, I heard that Jackman uh, did very well, um, and I think he did, but I think that sometimes people I misunderstand. Found, I found him a little bit arrogant. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to score points and it was easy, points. right? Because yeah. you have the NDP and the, the Green Party kind of attacking the Conservative. There's no yeah. other, there's no one else there because Justin wasn't, uh, wasn't, there. Uh, wasn't there. So it was as if you had the, <laughs> the two more or less, you know, green socialist parties attacking <laughs> the right-wing party. So it, it, it almost makes sense that those two kind of stood out, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I found him a little bit arrogant, to be honest with you. And I thought that uh, Elizabeth May, you know, in terms of her presence, uh, for me, she kind of won that, uh, that debate. And I think sometimes she's misunderstood because she knows so well and so deep the, the, the challenges that we have in front of us mm-hmm. that sometimes I think it's hard sometimes for people just who are not maybe totally into the, the, the environment or the, the, the climate process to really follow her all the way. And I think that's why uh, it's important for us, the Green Party, to, to become more mainstream so people understand the necessity of, of understanding this climate crisis and how we can address policies to, uh, to create policies to target those, those yeah. necessities. It's yeah. interesting that you're mentioning this because I feel that in the last maybe five, six years, there's a lot more attention being driven towards um, uh, environment-friendly uh, policies, you know, the climate change, uh, green technologies, and so on. Um, and we saw that in the last by-election in 2019, where the part, where, where you know, where your party gained a second MP. And this, again, this comes back to the strategy with the NDP that we're talking about, because this is a writing that was occupied a long time by an NDP uh, member of parliament. She stepped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a by-election. And uh, the Green, Green Party picked it up. So do you think that this is something that w- we may see in the upcoming elections? Do you think that uh, we're going to see maybe more candidates well, uh, being elected from the Green Party? Honestly, hopefully, because we need a voice for uh, for uh, our policies to be in the parliament. And uh, and I think we bring, you know, we bring the conversations deeper to where they have to be. And I know that perhaps we're not going to be the majority or... Uh, you know, but just having a, I know, a few of them, maybe a dozen of them, that mm-hmm. will be really a powerful way to, to, you know, to bring this message and to, to start, like I said, focusing on, on the, on the challenge. And, and I have to say this: it's, I think we're the only party who, who, our policies are focusing on targeting the temperature not to rise more than 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is what the Paris Agreement is, is telling us to do. 
and we need to have this bold ideas and um, and uh, focus because otherwise, uh, like I like honestly, I like uh, how the conservatives bring a lot of these ideas forward. But for me, it's as if they were back in 1980s or the beginning of 1990s, which are probably great policies for that time. But unfortunately, at this time, those policies are not up to date. And Justin, well, he he had a I think he had a great chance to really bring, become a really good leader. And I think he, he missed those opportunities, and why? that's why he's suffering. Why do you think he missed that opportunity? You know, he, he's, you know his dad was prime minister. Uh, he had a legacy. He had the, the charisma. The uh, people gave him a lot of uh, trust in the last election. And I think some of his policies failed, especially on the environment. Here in Quebec, that was this is something very important. Uh, he felt, you know, with the SN Lavalin, the trust mm-hmm. issues about that. So, like on a uh, more ethical, on a more ethical, more ethical, uh, and also the leadership was saying, okay, we have to really. I know we have to be pragmatic, but it's a bit more than just being pragmatic. It has to be really moving forward to, to a lot of things. And, and I think he didn't took that uh, opportunity, and maybe that's why he's suffering right now, actually. Well, here's what I think, because yes, there seems to be like a green wave. Maybe it's not enormous, but it's enough perhaps to make some damage to the to the NDP. But at the same time, the opposite could happen. I mean, your wave could be significant enough to split the vote between the NDP, especially in ridings where the NDP has been winning mm-hmm. and allow for the liberals to just walk right through. Yeah. I mean, there's that possibility as well. That's a possibility. Um and some people ask me, well, you know, what if I don't want to split the vote? I don't want the conservatives to win. I don't want the liberals to win. So they're going to vote strategically. So that may be a lost opportunity for the for the Greens. It can be a lost opportunity. But at the same time, I tell you, you know, we have uh, we have to be the leaders on, on, on this climate crisis. And we, if we don't um, uh, stand up to what the challenge is, because we're going to have a lot of challenges ahead. In Canada and in the rest of the world, if we want, if we want to be, I see myself as, uh, I see actually Canada as a leader, and not just following the rest of the world or just getting behind on this. Actually, we have the potential to become a really, really powerful, really uh, to transition to to a green economy and to and this can create a lot of jobs, creates a lot of opportunities. I know it's not easy because the you know the oil sands and the the oil industry and in, in Alberta is. You know, it's rooted in, in, in their communities and their economy and, and it has to be addressed very specifically for me, you know, in a way that those people can keep their jobs, they, they don't lose anything, but understanding that the shift has to happen. And so for me, if I have, if I was prime minister, I will put uh, a minister of, of a transition of economy and environment in almost every industry because for me, as I see it, every industry... Uh, in Canada has the potential of, 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 of decreasing or distinguishing, uh, like disappearing because of climate change and the environment. But that's what I found uh, very interesting in your platform. The, there's a suggestion to create uh, a transpartisan uh, ministry uh, to deal with this specifically thing that you're talking about, the transition towards a more uh, eco-friendly uh, future, you know, like a more uh, green uh, yeah, future in Canada, which is I find that interesting. No, and, and it, because this problem is going to affect every human being on the planet. If I think we have to bring the best of every way of seeing or uh, addressing certain things, so the pragmatism of the liberals, the way to make more money, like the conservatives, the social aspects of of the of the NB, uh, or the environment as uh, so. 
really bringing these ideas forward but understanding that everything depends on the planet like the economy depends on the planet all the social uh, problems that we have depends on the planet so we are part of this like the economy uh, humans are an extension of the planet and if we're destroying the, the, the source of who we are and, and our economy and our all our social benefits that we have well we're actually just destroying ourselves in a way so that's a shift that has to happen in politics and once we understand that even though we can have different kind of opinions or how to target we have to be aiming at least at the same thing which is to really uh, avoid climate catastrophe Tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems as though, and it's maybe logical that, you know, the mainstream media is mostly following, you know, the, you know, the parties that are leading, you know, we're talking about the liberals and the conservatives, maybe a little bit the NDP because of, you know, the, the, the leadership or, you know, the advance that they had since 2011. And maybe I'm wrong, but it feels as though the messages that you know, the Green Party has aren't vehicled, aren't communicated at large because there's very little media uh, attention given to this party. Um, how, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's the perception that I have. How do you make sure that these messages go out? I mean, how do you confront this challenge of not, you know, gaining that attention that the media gives other parties, for example? I think the Green Party is part of a regenerative uh, energy of the planet and the economy and society so it's normal that let's say when you see a tree you see it already is full grown and you can see it and you can observe it but when there's something is growing up like completely new you kind of tend to don't see it right away because it's not it's not big it's not it's not there it's not fully grown yet and i think we 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 in a way it's a challenge because every counterculture movement or in politics or whatever Kind of a social movement it's always like that it starts with a few individuals and then becomes bigger and bigger so more on a grassroots level exactly yeah. so i think it's normal that people don't see that the way especially media mainstream media but at the same time now with technology like uh, social media uh, the youth which is probably for me the the my main focus on my campaign is to give a boat of hope for them to really understand that they are the, 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 the future and, and they are the ones who can bring this message in. I can tell the last election, on the provincial election, one of my favorite parts uh, of the whole campaign was when these five girls, probably like 10 years old, they approached me and was like, oh, are you the candidate for the Green Party? Because I was wearing this polar barrel t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And they asked me really deep questions about climate change and the environment. And I was just, and for me, that made the movement of my campaign because it's like they, are, they know the emergency of, uh, of what's happening it, yeah. and they're going to continue to grow with this kind of uh, understanding and trying to address the situation. It's interesting that you bring this up because I've noticed that, you know, the youngsters today, let's say like the high schoolers, there is more and more, uh, they are more and more sensitized to, uh, to environmental issues, right? I mean, maybe they learn it in school or, uh, you know, they're, they're obviously much more aware of these things than I was, for example, when I was in school. So do you think like 10 years down the line when they will reach, you know, the age of uh, voting, do you think that that will create a much larger uh, footprint of the Green Party in the Canadian landscape? Yes, and, and even if it's not just the Green Party, at least to other parties to become more green in their policies. Mm -hmm. You know, the approach can be the same kind of a liberal, conservative, but aiming at 
not destroying the planet resources. Because it feels as though you have like mini ambassadors everywhere growing. And we're seeing now this whole trend with uh, Greta Thunberg. She's coming to Montreal next week. It, it seems like uh, the mobilization is, is exponential. Uh, and especially in that, in that age group, right? Where you have schools now thinking of closing so that they can mobilize their young students to go march for the environment, for example. So do you think there's a strategy that your party should put in place to kind of keep that flame burning? Yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, things that we do are with the young Greens and they're the ones who push the agenda uh, and they bring this message to university, to schools. And they're the ones who, you know, they it's very natural, it's very organic how they move and how they they, they, they regroup together to, to, uh, to bring this message forward. And I've been to climate change uh, conferences, especially for COI. COI is the Conference of Youth on Climate Change, which started in Montreal 15 years ago, and now it's going to be the, 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 the edition number 15 in, in, in Chile. And it's amazing to be around so many young people so aware of, of the, the, the challenge, but not only aware, but also really trying to find solutions in their own way. And I think the purity and the vision of our young people is that they, they, they don't want to limit themselves to what we have created right now in terms of policies or politics or economics. They, they, I think they have a way to innovate and I think innovation in young, young people is going to be key. So what kind of image do you think then Quebec is giving not only to Quebecers or even to Canadians, but on a world stage when the premier decides not to to go to the climate summit in New York, which is the first time, right, this happens. I mean, it's almost seen as a trend. It's a tradition, basically, for the for the premier to attend this because it highlights the importance of these of these issues, right? Yeah. So for the first time, we have a premier that doesn't. I mean, what kind of message do you think that that, that gives? What can? Well, not showing it means like you're not you're not representing the voice of so many young people and so many Canadians. To be that, fair, to be yeah. fair, I think his environment minister will be going. Yeah. Uh, but there's obviously a clear I mean, difference between... It's probably because of the, the, the campaign and everything, you know, and the agenda. But, um, you know, I think it's it's very, very important. You, I, what I've seen is, for example, in, in the climate change conferences was that um, Canada used to be a leader and used to have a reputation and they used to be seen the world used to see Canada as a, this uh, model of how to 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 have a very uh, ideal society in many ways, and including the environment. But that, you know, f- uh, flew away, and uh, so Canada lost that reputation of, especially in the environment, to be a leader. And now we're just very behind, and I think this is part of that too. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the platform. Uh, this is what I like about. Uh, the Green Party and the NDP did it as well. As soon as the election started, or maybe even before, the, they immediately presented the platform. It's available online. The other parties, I mean, we have to wait week after week to see what's going on, and eventually the whole platform will be will be presented along with the costing and everything. But that's what I love about the, the Green Party. You go to the website, everything is there. All the propositions uh, are uh, are presented from the get go. Give me some of the give me some of the highlights. Give me some of the the the, the, the main uh, propositions that you're making. Uh, should you get elected? Yeah, I mean, especially for the area where I live is affordable housing. I know, as we, we in, in Parque Extension, we know that there's a lot of gentrification. So we're trying to address yeah, Villarreal as well. Villarreal yeah. too, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, but I heard recently here a lot of cases when people were really kicked, they were kicked out of their houses and. 
uh, because they were going to rise the, 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 the prices. Mm -hmm. But that's one way to really address uh, housing in, in, in Canada, um, universal dental uh, care, pharma care to uh, child benefits uh, for all children and free tuition for uh, un universities and, uh, and students in, 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 in other uh, um, institutions. Um, but for me, the, the one that really uh, pulls me in, I, I invite people to reflect on it, is that we're the only party that their platform, again, and I said this before, aims at not le increasing the temperature 1.5 degrees Celsius more. And that has a big, big impact on all the rest of the platform. Because once you're aiming at something that is uh, aligned with science, then the rest of the policies can align themselves to what is happening to reality. So I think that for me, that's the core message of... of, of so ju just to be clear, basically you're suggesting to reduce the gas emissions by 60%, 60%. Uh, uh, compared to the 2005 levels, right? Exactly. So basically you're aiming at a zero emission by 2050. 2050. Actually, and, and, and to really by 2030, to really start uh, having this transition of, of the economy into... Uh, 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 zero carbon uh, lifestyles and, and well-being. So um, I think that's one of the most ambitious, probably it's the most ambitious platform in, in, in the Canadian politics right now. I know we're aiming very high, but if you don't have this high aim, well, it's going to be very difficult, especially when science is telling us that we have only probably, what, 12, 12 years before things get really, really messy. And that means that we have to change before the 12 years. Mm -hmm. So, um, and now there's some um, reports that are saying that even that can be can be contested. It can be actually less time to, to make those changes. Uh, obviously, uh, they're, they're ambitious uh, uh, propositions from uh, from your party. Of course, the costing hasn't come out yet. I'm curious to see exactly what the budgeting is of all this, but let's say by some miracle you make government okay uh, you're inheriting a budget that in my opinion has been completely disregarded i mean we went from having a balanced budget by 2019 to being in a deficit of 70 billion dollars this is something that you're eventually going to have to assume so i don't know exactly what the costing is of everything that you're proposing obviously it seems really elevated to have free education, uh, remove all the, the student debt, uh, uh, un university, I think, university debt, um, dental care, uh, medic uh, pharma care. We're talking about a lot of money here. So how do you stay true to, this, to these commitments by reducing that gap that has been left over by the, uh, by the liberals? Of course, those are policies and ideas that they're that we're aiming at and we understand that reality of that that we have to start you know finding money to make those things reality and of course one of the things is to tax the the one percent the famous one percent and also like uh, companies like amazon uh facebook that they don't have really uh they don't put any money to the government and you start taking money from there and also uh finding other ways to by transitioning to a green economy you know i think now renewables is the major the the biggest uh, sector on energy growing in Canada. So there's a big potential in energy and in investments on green technology too. So there's a big opportunity there uh, that perhaps because of uh, the oil companies and the fossil fuel industries, they're not um, maybe um, 
letting everyone know that this can be possible. So I think there is an opportunity by transitioning to a green economy and innovation to in, in, in clean tech. So I think there, there, is, there are windows there. I, I'm not an expert in economy and to tell you exactly how that can be done. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm learning every day and I'm understanding how we can change that. I work in a bank too. So <laughs> understanding how we, there, there's some um, challenges but opportunities there to really make this ideals and politics uh, very practical because that's that's the aim you know to make it practical without creating a deficit or we call it making the government go to bankrupt you know? we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up i know you have a sure. busy day uh i want to address probably the elephants uh, <laughs> sure. maybe not in the room in the car in the car you are running like you said in the writing of the, the prime minister <laughs> right justin trudeau uh i mean it's it's no secret that it's been considered pretty much a safe liberal writing uh, from for a number of years. Of course, there was a period during which the Bloc Québécois happened to, to, to slide in here. Um, but other than that, I mean, he, he gains, he garners a lot, you know, the, a big portion of the support. Uh, is this something that intimidates you at all, going against the prime minister? Uh, how do you feel about, you know, campaigning in his writing? And at the end of the day, I mean, we have to be realistic. I mean, your party gets roughly about 3% uh, uh, support in the area. Well, what is your ultimate objective over here? What, what do you want to get out of this? I know it sounds, it's going to sound maybe idealistic, but for me is to be in Ottawa. Why? Because I have nothing to lose. He's the one who has everything to lose. Mm-hmm. I have everything to win. And for me, it's a way to give it all. For me, it's, it's actually, um, I'm motivated to run against Justin and to Somehow, if I manage in my campaign to bring the attention from media and people to see that there's there can be real leadership in Canada in a completely different way, and also making Canadians understand or, or see not understand but to see that there is a way forward, and I think some of our policies in in, in, in the Green Party are really really um, ideal in terms of uh, how we can shift our economy to a more green economy, but. For me, anyways, bringing to, to to Justin Trudeau, I, I I wish him the best. I know he's going through a hard time these days with all <laughs> the scandals, um, but I'm gonna do my best, and I have no. Um, I just feel like I'm gonna enjoy this, and I'm gonna learn a lot, and. Uh, and, and it's important, obviously, to have fun because if you're not enjoying absolutely. what you're doing, then you yeah. just shouldn't be doing absolutely, it. Absolutely, right? absolutely. But I think we can we can good earn it really. Uh, we can increase our percentage for a lot this campaign. I, I have a feeling that you might, uh, judging by the results that we saw in the provincial election, especially in Villaray, uh, there seems to be that wave uh, of, uh, I don't know how you call them, hipsters, whatever, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there, there's a, there's a demographic change that's, uh, that's been happening, and I have a feeling that you might score uh, a lot higher than uh, the previous uh, Green candidates. So, uh, you know, I, uh, good luck with that, man, and uh, I'll thank be you. following uh, very Please. closely. And I appreciate that you took the time, man, to do this. No, thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Josh.